the following podcast may contain names of people who have deceased. Gallada, I'm your host, Luke Briscoe. I'm a Yalogy man and a digital producer at NRTV. In this series, I'll be exploring personal encounters with spirits from the other side. When you really think about it, there's no place in this country where you can escape from Indigenous ghost stories. Okay, on the show we have Casey. Um, Casey, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, my name's Casey. I'm a Noongar yoga from Perth, Western Australia. When I was about 12 years of age, I moved uh, to Lockridge, uh, WA. Um, in that house, I, as soon as I moved into the house, I had a funny feeling about it. I didn't really know what until I moved in. And I used to go to bed. When I'd go to bed at night, I'd put my blanket over my head because I just get the, used to get these weird, like, scary feelings over me. And going to bed at night, I actually used to hear taps at my window every single night. Um, and I told my parents about it once it got too much because the house was actually really up high and there was nothing at all near my window. So it used to really freak me out. And my dad actually used to sleep in my room for me sometimes. And um, every time he slept in there, he would hear nothing at all. And I was a bit confused because I just thought, well, why is it me? And then little things started happening where we all started feeling him around the house. Um, my younger brother, one time he thought it was a joke and sat there in his room saying, um, oh, can you open the door? And he was actually had a recording on his phone, which we don't have now, but the door would completely open and then he would say, now door closed and the door would completely close and then he was going back and forth with that and then maybe a few weeks later um, as he was laying down going to bed he was on his phone and he felt something next to him and as he looked to the side of him there was actually a big dark tall figure standing there so he just looked at his phone and he just froze and he didn't know what to do until it went away um, that was one of him showing himself my younger brother I guess it was for my brother playing games because he was young at the time um, we, we used to well most of the time when my parents used to go and I'd be in the lounge room um, you could actually hear loud footsteps walking down the hall because there was a long hallway in the house and in the land room there was a, a door and I used to keep that door closed because I was so scared but even with that door closed you could hear these loud footsteps of obvious it sounded like a large person come walking down and then right at that door at the lounge it would completely stop and I remember I just used to pray and pray and pray um, that it would go away and that the door wouldn't open, that this thing wouldn't come into the room. Um, so that used to be really scary. 
Um, my family also have heard it. My mum and younger siblings. Um, uh, there was one encounter where my we were all sitting in the lounge room with my mum and my siblings, and my younger sister she wandered off into the kitchen, and we were all sitting there, and maybe a few seconds passed. And then we noticed that there was someone talking in the kitchen. So we all was like, what is that? Where's this girl? After we realised she was gone, we walked into the kitchen and she was standing in the middle of the kitchen, pointing up to the air. And my mum said, what are, you, what are you doing? And she said, I'm talking to daddy. And we automatically all just freaked out. My mum just grabbed her. And we just all went and sat outside. And I just remember just being so scared, thinking, what, what is going on? Um, there was, it was just a really, I guess, scary time. We all knew something was there. My mum reckoned one time, my dad never believed it. So he was going in the room one night, my mum, and the door was completely closed. And somehow this door just flew open and my dad even to that day was like no nothing's here because I think he was was he grew up in that house when he was younger so the house is like maybe 40 50 years old so he never thought anything was there um but yeah it was a lot of different encounters that happened like my sister used to have this toy that did not work at all and we used to sit down in the lounge room and out of nowhere it used to play all different tunes and we all used to just look at each other and just go, you know what, just don't worry about it, we know what it is. Um, sitting in the lounge room, um, I started noticing um, when the door was open, like a, like a smaller figure poking around uh, the corner of the lounge. Uh, my mum... I just thought it was me and then I told my mum about it and she goes, you know what, I've been seeing the exact same thing. And so we kind of freaked out thinking, like, why we're hearing a big thing. My brother sees a tall thing next to him. Why are we seeing this small thing close around the corner? Um, so, yeah, there was... And then one time sitting on my couch, I actually was in the lounge room with my brothers and sisters and I said, oh, where, where's dad? And as I said, where's dad? This, I could see this darkness on the right side of me and I just got up and ran straight out my front door and all my brothers and sisters followed because they were obviously scared too in the house just as much as I was. But I just, when I realised, I was just like, what is that? It was like, I don't know if this fellow was like trying, I don't know what he was doing, but it felt like, like we were very scared and I don't know what the, what he wanted or what his purpose was. Can you describe more details about the uh, figure that you saw? Um, well, it was dark. It was just completely dark and it was, and it was tall and it was just, there was just a dark figure that used to be there that was really, really tall. Um, it was like at least 
it would have been about the size of the door um, doorway. Um, you just completely, it was just a whole, like a dark figure. that, And that was it, like from what you could see. Um, it, it used to be so weird because I don't know if, if the whole, we got, we were scared so much that we used to all have nightmares. Like I used to wake up nearly every single night, um, with, um, just crying my eyes out from a, a whole lot of nightmares I would have. Just crying, crying, crying every night waking up. Um, sometimes I'd even wake up with bruises on my body that I didn't even know where I got from, like on my leg. I'd wake up and be like, what? There's another bruise on me. Where am I getting these bruises from? I actually found out um, when I was younger that someone had actually passed away in the house. Um, so we always thought maybe that it was a lost soul that stayed in the house. Um, being told that someone did pass away there. We don't know exactly how they passed away. But, um, yeah, it was kind of thinking maybe that's the reason why this person was maybe stuck there. My mum always used to tell him, like, you know, me and my children are in this house. Can you please leave us alone? We really don't want to be harmed. My kids are really scared. They don't want to be scared no more. But just it always would happen no matter what. There'd always be different things happening. Um, how has it changed you in your adult years? Like from that experience, and it really did traumatise me where I don't sleep without a light on in my room. Um, I don't like the dark anymore. I don't like being in a dark room. Um, I've always got a light somewhere so that I can see around um, in my room because that really was a very traumatic experience to go through and to just kind of live it every day and night and having to sleep under my blankets and kind of hope that nothing bad would happen or the rugs wouldn't go flying off me and things like that. So now I just make sure my feet are literally tucked in my rug every night and there's always a light on in my room. Or anything... Uh that you do to prepare yourself? I had a Bible in my room and I'd just kind of grab it and sit with it if I felt when it really, when I was scared, um, I would pray to my uh, grandmothers and my family who will rest in peace to please God over me and look after me while this is happening. Um, I would pray to God, please um, let my family watch over me. Please let them help me get through this and help me be strong. And that's kind of the way that I would take my mind off it and feel stronger. Do you think that this spirit was trying to to take over the father role or something like that? Um, well, I kind of think that maybe it was like that. Because um, my dad, he was he always worked and he was always away. So for my younger sister to actually call this large figure, she was young at the time, but to call it um, dad like I'm talking to dad, um, it was kind of weird. And then 
for me to say, where's dad? And then all of a sudden, I just, this dark shadow is just right next to me. And it just really freaked me out. Like maybe, I don't know, because my dad, he never really felt anything was there or never really cared for anything being there. So maybe there was kind of that going on. Yeah. And has this experience somehow opened up uh, you know, any kind of sensitive feelings when you go out on country or other people's country? Or has it just kind of, um, uh, you know, made you think more about the spirit world and, you know, a lot of those cultural values that we hold? Um, yeah, I guess because, uh, like, over here in WA, um, it is a really big thing um like spirits and when you go to country and how you have to respect um being in that country town or like not walking around at night time so it has i do know my boundaries and i really don't go to country towns unless i've got um an elder with me that i actually feel comfortable with and that i know i'm safe with Okay, well, that's all we have uh, for um, the show today. Uh, is there any last words you'd like to say to our, our listeners? Um, I guess just God bless you all and hope no one um, experiences this stuff and we all learn to kind of protect each other and kind of fight off this stuff somehow. Okay, well, thank you, Casey, for sharing your story. Okay, thank you. Indigenous people have lived in this country for thousands of years and formed deep spiritual relationships to the landscape, which is generational. Some of these spiritual bonds include communicating with spirits on the other side. And she was standing in the middle of the kitchen, pointing up to the air. And my mum said, what are, you, what are you doing? And she said, I'm talking to Daddy. And within a few minutes of leaving the trees, it was like almost at the house. From the Huawei in the south to the Dudja in the north, whether we like it or not, these spirits are a part of this land and a part of all of our lives.